Hello, universe. <clears throat> well, sorry for the bang bang there. The microphone is now in position. And what are you doing, kitty? Get out of here. Thank you. Um, I gotta say, I'm a little, um, what am I? I'm a little, hey, is that an extra dollar? Sweet. I'm a little cash poor right now, that's for sure. Um, so every dollar counts. Finding that dollar actually matters. Um, <clears throat> but that's not what I got on to talk about for sure. No, I, uh, I thought I owed some follow-up to, well, I haven't even listened to yesterday, so I have no idea what I said. I know I was talking about my first attempt to get on stage for an open mic night, which I intend to do as well tonight, or at least let's say I'm trying to work up the courage to go to Denver's longest running open mic show, which is tonight at a place on East Colfax called Lion's Lair. Uh, a bar I used to frequent when I was a drinker, so I know the bar. Um, I've actually been there on open mic night. Oh. I don't think I need to see what my mom's up to. Um, anyway, I, uh, I, I, this is, if I have known of one open mic in Denver, this is the one I've known of. Well, actually, I've known of two. This is one of them. So, to me, this is where the people who actually know what the fuck they're doing show up. Um, which has meant that I always assumed my first uh, time in this second attempt to, well, second attempt, in this attempt to get on stage, my first time over there would be uh, to watch and uh, observe this level of skill, unlike the show last week, which went to a place in a neighborhood where uh, it is uh, a lot less of a draw for people with any kind of actual uh, skin in the game. So it's intimidating to think that I would show up here for open mic number two and actually go on stage, given the competition and audience inherent to this open mic's performance uh, uh, notoriety. So even though I also say, well, yeah, but it's not the comedy works, fuckface. No, it isn't. It's the place that the guys are going to do. Okay. Ah, shit, maybe I do have to see what my mom's up to. Hang on, pause. Well, alrighty, the uh, Nuggets fever has caught the city for sure when my little old lady mom is now uh, all jazzed up to watch Game 7 of the Boston-Miami series to get a little dirt on our competition and see what the weakness is going to be that we're going to attack with Jokic's precise throwing of passes from any point on the court to any other. It's like he's Joe Namath with a basketball and talent. Okay. Um, sports rant over, but um, ingestion of weed needing some attention. Just pause for a second. Okay, and uh, yeah, uh, she's texted me twice since I hit pause, so oh, when did my mom become a sports fan? Okay, and when I think about it, this is why it's always annoying to go to the championship. Because everybody in your orbit that is a casual fan becomes a diehard fan for about nine days. And I get the enthusiasm of cheering for your hometown team in their bandwagon capacity as they get close to championships and even becoming diehard in the moment in which the penultimate goal can be realized. Wait, is that the penultimate? It's got to be the ultimate goal. However, my vocabulary deficiencies aside, if your mom is texting you about interior play with the Nuggets defense, 
Oh, do you really want that text? No. Maybe that's why it's always been great that Nuggets never won anything. So, one of the interesting things about going on stage is... <coughs> Pause. Unpause. Well, you are forced to stick to your voice. Stick to your material. Stick to your to your message. Um, in a circumstance in which all, <coughs> excuse me, all of your instincts and uh, and um, procedures in place to maintain that momentum are going to be threatened. In other words, you'll be getting looks from people who think you're not even funny, dude. You don't even belong up there. Or the bartender will be calling out a drink that has been sitting on the bar for 40 minutes. Who knows? There will be moments in which there will be a disruptive element to the proceedings that will beg you to go off script. Well, don't. Um, Much like in life, if you have a purpose, if you have a destiny, if you have a direction in which to head, that must be maintained to get where you're going, anything that pulls you another direction is taking you off course. And to do it to yourself, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Even in my head, as I started to ramble off of what was the written material I thought would be uh, maintainable, I'm saying in my head, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? But you're doing it so you don't get to stop it, but you get to observe that this is likely not going to work out. Um, I've done this in life. When I'm in the throes of compulsive gambling, throwing another $400 on the table asking for chips, might as well be lighting it on fire. But if you can see behaviors in front of you that are causing you panic, well, it could just be that for once you're facing the fears of success and overcoming obstacles that that panic is there unnecessarily to uh, uh, sway you away from. And sway you away from? That sounds awful. Well, if you're, if you're going to be your own obstacle, well, then that's the first thing that has to become conquered. You can't, you can't go on stage and immediately panic into a mode that you can't maintain your message, voice, and material. <clears throat> I learned that in go number one. And I think it's such a glaring, responsive me- message I took away from the whole experience. It's the thing that was keeping me most down from doing this in the first place. It, it just, it has to be considered as such with as much time as I've spent looking through the progression of that night. So, I thought one of the things that I could do if I'm literally going to go try this uh, second round tonight at this place where I think there will be a lot of people who have done this before, had their first night, learned some things, then done their second night. Well, I should tailor my presentation to that specific audience, at least to stay inside of my comfort zone. I'll be talking directly to the people in front of me. And I also think I need to go back to my same old gimmicks I used to use of thinking how I'm 
I'm number one humbled by anybody who's been persistent in this and seen no real reward. This is an investigation into who you are that if you don't start resonating with at least some level of an audience, I'm wondering if you just don't have to wall yourself up from reality in a way that I would be tempted to do. Um, so I go into this seeing uh, the battle-hardened, the potential, the uh, not believing in themselves people, and then uh, the newbies like me with starstruck looks in their eyes still trying to figure out what any of it means. Among that group are the battle-hardened and the people who are good at this. And those people, if I give them all my attention, will ruin my act. So where I need to focus my attention on are the potentials and the stars in their eyes. Because that's my group. And looking into the other groups is putting me in a position where I'm just not ready for it. And I recognize that too. I can say in my head to myself as much as I want to that I've lived 53 years with comedy as my primary social engagement tool. And I would say that's a very fair statement. But I also know that engaging in social outreach has been a weak point for me. So every time I reach out into new territory, I'm vulnerable to uh, losing myself into a routine of defense. And I did that last week on stage. I know I did that. Nobody watching me would know I did that. But it's something that, as I criticize myself, I have to be true to the things that actually happened for me if I'm going to perform better ever, especially on go number two. So that's what I've been up to today. And I actually think I've got a good list to present, including uh, starting with the actual words, open mic. Uh, I'll read my first joke. It's called an open mic. The mic part of that is not Michael in a raincoat. It's, in fact, a microphone. Having never tried out for American Idol, nor owned a Mr. Microphone, hey, good looking, we'll be back to pick you up later. Well, I left myself plenty of room here to improve. And using the microphone as part of a physical gag here would also help elevate that joke. Um, and, hey, good looking, we'll be back to pick you up later, is to see if anybody over the age of 50 is in the fucking audience. <clears throat> All right. Now, the open part of that is indicating you will, unlike most of your life social activities, be doing this guaranteed with other people. Among this group will be certain key players that are worth recognizing. One, the MC. They're working the hardest and uh, need uh, everyone to remember that, or whatever. The persons who follow and are immediately following, who you follow and are immediately following you. The flow of the show matters. Just ask the MC when you compliment him. Uh, everyone here to enjoy the show, well, just imagine they didn't even know this was an open night and or open mic night, and if they're still sitting here when you're up here, well, then probably nobody deserves to be thanked more than them. Um, everyone else participating in this show, this isn't easy. This isn't uh, the sort of humiliation most people even uh, would allow themselves to endure. So if you're here making this open mic everything that it is, well, then I owe you the second biggest compliment and thank you because the establishment, the lion's lair, deserves the number one. What I learned is you better appreciate 
the lion's lair because they've committed to this at talent lower than yours for years. So if they will continue to push new talent opportunities to perform, well, I guess I owe them everything. Okay, so those are some of the things I learned from last week. Be courteous and show good manners toward everybody participating. I think that's a lesson we could all learn a little bit more in life. All right, so then the other things I have on my list that I learned last week were um, sex is a hot topic. And I am woefully understocked in uh, sex material. In fact, I don't, I mean, other than, than some of the women I participated with, I don't think many people find my sex life funny. Um, and I get that lurid, raunchy, sordid, filthy material uh, can be funny. And that's funny that I would say those four words immediately getting a text from her. However, even though the universe keeps showing me that it has a sense of humor, I didn't, I'm waiting to hear my first funny sex joke. I'll just put it that way. Um, let's see. I also learned last week that lack of sex is almost as hot a topic as sex. So I, uh, I, I, again, I just, I, 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 I am going to have to work to build up material that addresses the cumbersome or the fluid nature of copulating. But until then, uh, I'll leave that to the other comics. Um, I also learned last week that preparation matters. <clears throat> But over-preparation is a killer. I've been doing this for what? Uh, seven seconds on the cosmic clock. But I've been funny my whole life. And I've been funny enough that people have said, why don't you get up on stage and try to stand up? To which I never have responded, because I'm fucking afraid of doing it, you dipshit like everybody else. Um, but finally compelled to stand up here and have something to say wasn't the situation I was in. I was standing up here thinking about everything over time that I had ever thought about possibly saying on stage, and none of it, none of it came out. Because I couldn't stick to one thing, which tonight, this is it. These are the lessons I learned, and I'm sure I'm learning more in real time. But over-preparation is a killer. Okay, number two, or second, I got two left. Uh, that believing in yourself, finding your voice, that that all st that staying on your material, the old, it doesn't matter what the audience reacts to, it matters what I think. Well, this is one place where probably that has to be the truest thing of all. Because nobody was ever able to stand on stage for the first time and then go work the Tonight Show the next time. There's so much to learning who you are today. It took me... Huh, uh, it took me 53 years. Well, it took me at least 50 before I would have been able to do this in a way that wasn't trying to please you. So, I do care what the audience thinks, uh, but not to the point that I can't 
say what I mean. I don't know why this one always makes me tear up, but it does. I'm going to have to get over that. Or at least warn the audience that's coming. Anyway, the last one uh, that I learned last week is be funny. And this is this is tough. It's hard standing up in front of full of people who you don't know and who you've never spoken with and try to be funny there's no question that is not easy to do and in a room full of comics who are just desperately trying to do the same thing well how much support can they really show you because if you really are the funniest motherfucker on the planet. Well, then they have to go into an existential crisis of their own. What am I doing this for? Right? Well, I certainly don't think like that. In fact, I hope every comment everybody ever makes is uplifting. I've never understood all the criticism. I've never understood pointing out people's failures. I've never understood living with regret. So, did I achieve any of this last week? Probably not. But I don't regret it for a second. In fact, I wish I'd have done it 40 years ago, but I just wasn't ready. So... Again, I know the crying comic is not going to work. I also now know that sooner or later I'm going to lose it on stage and just start bawling. I just do it too often. And this stuff's too personal. It's going to happen. So how will I react in front of a room full of people as I'm just crying my eyes out? Well, Vulnerable though that feels like I'll be, it'll be real. None of this is put upon. I'm not trying to create a character. I'm just trying to let the one that I've become flourish in the voices that are available. And though my dog's definitely not interested, and the cat leaves on command when I start this up, I do feel like this conversation's important. I feel like if we're not able to be real, without fear of what that means or how that will play in the rewind world of viral video. Well, being real, being truthful, being who you are, I think the world needs a lot of that. And for once, I'm willing to play whatever part it is that I am. And if emotional sensitive, caring creatures are in demand. Well, finally, I'm what the world's looking for.